Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. RSI SmartCap. From the Eat My Catfish studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one caller-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Time Sports Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports. Chris Kane in Little Rock, Rick Schaefer in Northwest Arkansas. Randy Rainwater's out tonight, hopefully back tomorrow, and we're joined now by... And now, Trey Biddy is brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai, Arkansas's number one Hyundai dealer, and Genesis of Conway, Arkansas's only Genesis dealer, Genesis of Conway, the future of luxury today. Now, here's Trey Biddy. Well, Trey, I guess for now you're kind of covering the basketball games for... Uh your uh, website, and uh, so what did you think of the game last night? Well, it was thrilling. It was good to see Arkansas <laughs> come out with a win. Yeah, it was thrilling. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, you think about how the game started off. Arkansas was red hot. started off uh, well over 60%, up by 20 with 8.01 to play in the first half. I think they were somewhere around the six-minute mark, up by 20 also, and then, what, 14, 12, 14 at halftime. Uh, and there, it was just a battle after that with A&M just chipping away. Chipping. Arkansas did not shoot near as well in the second half, but Tremont Mark was on fire. A lot of that was because he got to the free throw line so often. There's 73 free throw attempts in that game, which it's ridiculous. I mean, that was almost three hours long for that mm-hmm. basketball game. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a ton of fouls. Um, you know, Wade Taylor was obviously equally impressive with 41 points. And just the way it ended, I mean... It was just, it, you know, the the roof came off the place, and it wasn't a capacity crowd, but it was for the weather that was outside. I mean, it was a pretty solid crowd, and just, uh, you know, with, you know, with Tremont Mark hitting that uh, first free throw, missing the second, and you just kind of like, oh no, you know? and then uh, Taylor goes down there and you know drains that off balance three from the top of the key, and just like. Yep, here we go. And that was a game that Arkansas couldn't afford to lose. And, you know, you, you kind of wonder on Buzz Williams because he's been – people have criticized him, you know, about, um, you know, not bodying up on, on Mark and not making it more difficult. But you know, with the way the refs were calling it, oh, if they yeah. touched him, it yep. was going to be a foul call. Exactly. And he was going to the line. So it's kind of a no-win situation. And, you know, Mark just kind of – Calmly took it coast to coast and um, and drained that bucket with uh, 1.1 seconds left. Of course, A&M couldn't get the inbounds in or get a shot off. And uh, it was really, really good to see them bounce back a little bit because you were starting to wonder after the way the last few games had gone, um, you know, against Auburn, Georgia, and Florida, losing those games by triple digits. But also, especially the Auburn game, which, you know, Auburn's probably better than I thought they were going in. Going in, I thought they were all right, but... You know, they're probably better than that. And, uh, man, Arkansas just looked like, as Keon Minifield said, you know, they quit. And I'll say this also. It's great that Joseph Pinion and Layden Blocker, you know, came out and, and showed out against um, against Florida and, uh, you know, really put forth a lot of effort. And I think that kind of maybe proved a point to the other guys. And Pinion didn't play. Blocker played maybe a minute. 17 and, seconds. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, but it, the thing is, like I like Joe's opinion, and Blocker I think has a, a really bright future, but they need their studs to be the guys that they brought in out of the transfer portal, and you know, one recruiting battles over, and you know, pay, and not that they didn't with the other guys, but you know, the veteran guards and, and big men that they brought in, they needed those guys to be. Um, standouts for him and Mark you know has been there pretty much all year but L. Ellis hasn't and it was good to see L. Ellis get going and have 15 points and uh, you know I would say the one guy well two guys I mean Debo Debo hit a big shot there with around 
I don't know, maybe three minutes left. He hit that, that three-pointer. Mm-hmm. Uh, had that flagrant, too, which I don't I, – I haven't looked at the replay. I don't know if that was justified or not. But, um, you know, Caleb Battle, to me, is the other guy. You know, Devo, I think, will come around. Devo's always been kind of streaky, so I think he'll probably come around. But Battle, you know, basically didn't play it for a coach's decision, and that guy's probably the best three-point shooter they have. So – at some point, I'd like to see him come along, and maybe, maybe he's getting a message sent to him as well. Well, mate, yeah, and Pinion's a good three-point shooter too, and and I understand what you're saying is the guys that are the veterans need to play, but there again, when you brag, I'm on not those saying two they guys, need to play, Rick. Yeah. I just mean, or, uh, yeah, I, I get it. I, I, I'm just saying, sure. I'm I'm saying. Well, I'm saying they need to play, but I'm not saying they need to play like you're like you like you're kind of saying. I'm just saying that's yeah. a, for them to take the next step. Those are the guys sure. that they need to. You know, realize their full potential and and put their experience uh, out on the floor. I don't disagree with that at all. But the only thing I would say is, Pinion didn't play one second, and Arkansas mm-hmm. made one of its first twelve shots in the second half as A and M was yeah. coming back. I mean, there maybe ought to be consideration of saying, look, go out there sure. and take a shot or two. If you don't make them, you're no we're no worse off. So anyway, we'll never know the answer to that. No, that's a fair uh, point. Now. You're around these guys some. Uh, nobody's around them a lot because they're all protected from a lot of media scrutiny. But we've had a lot of live fan feedback today that, about Trevon Brazil, and and I and I can understand both sides. One that he's playing himself out of being a first round, maybe even an NBA draft pick at all. On the other hand, uh, when you come back from an ACL, some people are a lot more sensitive about how they do that. How, how do you see him right now? Well, I've thought since the beginning that some of his, what looks like timidness, is probably a result of the ACL. Yeah. And, you know, we've seen flashes of him, obviously, uh, but, yeah, there's part of me that's like, you know, maybe this guy is not 100% confident in, in the knee. I mean, it was about a year ago, right? About yeah. a full calendar year yeah. ago. When he that. had the injury, a little longer, but I think that could be part of it. We, I know that Twenty Four Seven Sports just released a mock draft two days ago, and Trevon Brazil was tenth on it. So they still view, in the first round, really in the first round. Yeah, wow. So they still view, um, you know, his upside and and you know his body and, and some of the things he's able to do as being very valuable. Uh, you know, I think there's, you know, Brazil's personality isn't. You know, he's not he's not just a guy out there that just shows a whole lot of emotion. And, you know, I think that's probably part of it, too, playing into the narrative of, of um, you know, you know, just how his energy looks out there. Yeah, very good point. Okay, so let's switch to football for a second. Alabama players are storming yeah. the transfer portal. Is yeah. Arkansas on any of them? Well, it's a little early for me to say, but, yeah, you're right. I mean, Caleb Downs hit the portal today. And they're not going to get a, him. Uh, I get that, but but because he's yeah. he's the best guy. he's the best best guy that's gone into the portal, and yeah. rumor is he's going to Georgia with his secondary coach. But, sure. but there are some other good players in there: wide receivers, tight end, offensive mm-hmm. linemen that aren't committed yet. Amari Nidblack uh, hit the portal a few days ago at tight end, who's a four-star transfer. Trey Amos, who was. Uh, a cornerback there. He hit the portal day before yesterday, I believe. And there, there are other guys. Uh, Caden Proctor in went in there today. A guy that started as a true freshman. Yeah, with them. left and, tackle. And he, he had his ups and downs, but boy, what a talent! Yeah, Ian Jackson is another one in there at linebacker. But um, for me, you know, like when I look at Arkansas's roster, and you know, we have found out recently that there's you know cert- there's going to be some guys that are medical like Cole Carson we've talked about him he's uh, expected to graduate actually this spring and uh, he's not expected to be um, you know part of the 2024 roster um, we're hearing Eli Henderson is um, going to take a medical uh, we know Terry Wells obviously is and um, my sources say Quincy McAdoo will as well that he will really? but now Quincy McAdoo after I put that out there you know, he posted on Twitter that, um, you know, not to count him out. You know, the doctors haven't counted him out, basically. Um, but my source is pretty darn good on that. So that's what I would still expect to happen. Um, and, you know, McAdoo, you know, he could end up 
coming back and being able to play football at some point, but I, I don't think it'll be at Arkansas. Um, and we'll see, but that's that's what my sources say on it. And so, you know, that trims the roster down a little bit more, you know, closer to 86, 87 or something like that. So we're getting we're getting close to uh, to Sam Pittman's number. But to me, w- when you break down everything that they need, um, you know, that gets them down to probably, and I don't think Latham is coming back, so that gets them down to probably 14 scholarship offensive linemen. Um, and so, to me, I still think they need to add a couple. So, if it's Alabama offensive lineman, great. If it's somebody else, but they need, in you know, this late period, to add a couple of offensive linemen. And I mean, they don't have, you know, people don't sometimes understand how the portal works, but they don't have to. They don't have to wait till the window. You know, they can still take commitments from players, um, you know, who are already in the transfer portal or who are entering the transfer portal at places like, you know, Washington or. Uh, Arizona or, or Alabama, places that had had, had coaching changes. So, um, but I, they need a couple offensive linemen, and they, to me, the, the numbers are right at linebacker, but they need a veteran linebacker, and they need a defensive tackle. And so, you know, I think that Marcus Miller probably out, uh, Kiwi Rose um, in. And so uh, that puts them probably at five defensive tackles. That's how it shakes out. So that's uh, you know, there's a need for defensive tackles. Mm-hmm. So defensive tackle, offensive line, particularly interior, and um, a linebacker. And I think you're pretty well where you need to be. Now, if there are opportunities out there to improve your roster with guys that are good enough to play at Alabama, and then maybe you have to have to think about some more conversations. And there's a spring coming up, and players transfer after the spring. Last year there was only one guy, but you definitely reevaluate yourselves if you're a player where you are on the depth chart. You know maybe you don't mesh with your new position coach. Also, Bobby Petrino's not. I mean, Bobby Petrino can be a culture shock for some people. So, uh, you so think? There's the yeah, there's the possibility that he doesn't view somebody as being tough enough for him. You know, so uh, you know, there's all kinds of possibilities like that that can happen in the spring. Last year, we only saw one guy transfer out, but you know, it's possible that you could see more. And you know, Arkansas has to continue to evaluate their roster, and and the players have to evaluate where they stand on the roster. But as it stands right now. I'd like to see him add two defensive tackles, two offensive linemen, and a linebacker. So, I, you know, you think about this, Trey, and I don't know if it's a trend. Remember at the end of last year, before Petrino was hired, I'm saying there were probably a whole lot in the fan base ready for a coaching change at Arkansas. Yes. But here's what happens in a coaching change. Obviously, if it's not the premier, it's one of the top two or three programs in the country is Alabama. They have a coaching change. Now, it's the first time in 18 years they have a coaching change. 28 players have left through the transfer portal. We're not talking about the guys going to the NFL. There's nine of those. So that's 37 guys with eligibility left that have left the program, and so far they only have three coming in. So is this a situation where fans should be careful what they ask for when they want to make these quick changes with coaches? Well, and there was obviously a point where I felt like, well, okay, this is over. This is, you know, you can't go into this off season with things as toxic as they are. And I didn't see a path out of that. And they found one. I mean, Bobby Petrino certainly changed the narrative of the off season to where a lot of people are like, okay, all right, well, let's see. Let's see what happens. Let's see how this goes. I'm willing to give it one more swing with, with Bobby P back. Um, but I didn't see a path, and I don't know if there was one. I mean, there's some good offensive coordinator hires out there that they could have made, but I don't know if anybody would have made the splash that Petrino would in the in the minds of Arkansas fans. And so, what I said before that, when we were you know around midseason or something, and people were like, "Pittman's got to go" and stuff, and I'm just thinking, man, what you better be hoping is that they get this thing turned around because if they don't. 
you're going to have massive turnover. And some people may say, fine, these guys can't play anyway. <laughs> but, man, you, you, you almost guarantee yourself when you have a coaching change. And maybe things have changed differently. I've certainly been wrong on what I've thought about this team's um, you know capability. And maybe things are different with the transfer portal now and how quickly you can turn a program around. But you can almost guarantee that you're going to struggle out of the gate. And most teams do. And that's why I always don't judge a coach as much on year one because, you know, Mike Norvell, if we're judging Mike Norvell on year one, mm. then he's a crappy coach. If we're judging yeah. Bobby Petrino on one year at Arkansas, then, you know, he didn't get to a bowl game. They won five games. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, Hugh Freeze at Auburn, they certainly didn't set the world on fire. They had some no. moments. Yeah. But they didn't set the world on fire by any stretch by having that coaching change. Um, now, maybe they'll be better for it in the long run, but you almost just like – it's just so it's so easy to turn to have roster turnover now. Players that just enter the portal. I mean, I, you think twenty eight players would enter the transfer portal if Nick Saban was still there? No, and they'd have turnover, but yeah, not like that. Nothing like that. And Arkansas has had seventeen scholarship players enter the portal, and that's you know we say twenty eight, but there's guys on here. There's a couple of guys on here who are walk ons, you know, who have entered the portal. So yeah. it's not exactly twenty eight. Um, for Arkansas, I think we list 21 players having entered the portal, but that's you know Kareel Gerald and Blake Ford, you know guys that are that are walk-ons. So 17 scholarship players have exited Arkansas, and 13 scholarship players are are coming in so far. Yeah, well, to the point about say if you make a change at Arkansas, it's different than a change at Alabama. I don't know what how DeBoer will do. He'll, he'll probably do okay. Alabama's got a, a lot of things going for him, but. Mm-hmm. Um, He's got to go in, and, and to your point, he's got to rebuild a roster to where his first year you may not be able to judge him, but he's still at Alabama, even without Saban, out of the portal, he may get some four and five stars and he'll recruit him out of high school. Arkansas, if you change coaches, there's no guarantee you're going to get four and five stars out of the portal, which they are currently getting a few of those. Yeah. Well, he will be judged by Alabama fans. <laughs> oh, you think so? And compared. Yeah. Yeah, I would, the best uh, moment I of mean, his life was the press conference when they announced him. After that, you never right, know, do you? Right. Going below uh, 10 wins it would be uh, a disaster for him. Yeah. You know, Lou Holtz had it right. Uh, somebody asked him, I think it was about saving his first year, and uh, this was when he was still on ESPN all the time. And he said, well, here's the way it goes when you're a new coach. He says, when, the first, when you first get hired, people think you're the greatest thing that's ever happened. He says, then um, you don't offer a scholarship to some booster's son that uh, can't play a lick, but he thinks he can. So now you've offended some booster, so that now you've got a few people mad at you. Mm-hmm. And then he said, then you have the gall to lose your first game. And uh, after that, you know, people start turning on you. And he said, so really, when you get announced as head coach, you better enjoy it. That's probably the best moment you're ever going to have. And there may be some truth yeah. to that. Oh, there's a lot of truth. I mean, there's here's a lot the of line truth. I it's, hate. Hard, here, it's hard to win people back, too. I know. Here, here's the line. You, you hear it every time. This guy is the right fit. Mm-hmm. I hate that line. because Culture guy. Three years later, yeah, he, he fits our culture, right? And then three years later, you can't wait to get rid of him. Well, mm-hmm. if he was a fit, he's a fit. <laughs> so don't say that. If there was a uh, a mashup done by, I don't know what outlet did it, but it was like of all the, out of all the new coaching hires. Yeah. And it was every, every single one of them at their introductory press conference saying, we're going to do it the right way. And it was just like every single one of them. And it was just one after, just, you know, had it playing one after another. It's really funny. But everybody's doing it the right way. That's right. And okay, right Hog Call has a question for you, Trey. He says, ask Trey if Arkansas will go 6-6 six and six next year. I think four to five wins at best. What do you say? This is pretty early to call, but what do you think? Yeah, it's a little early to call. I've, I've started getting those questions quite a bit. And... <laughs> To me, like, I think it would be tough on Pittman at 6-6. Six and six. And I, I said this last year, you never know until you're sitting in it, like, how you're really going to feel about it. But my guess is if you're 6-6 if you're six and six, and there's been some pretty big, you know, disappointments uh, throughout the season and, you know, gotten fans upset and, you know, fans jumping off bandwagon, all that kind of stuff. I, just, I, think, I think to go 6-6 six and six one season – 
you know, four and eight the next season and six and six the season after that, and it's year five, I feel like that would be kind of tough. I feel like that would be a uh, – I feel like we could potentially see change. And you never know until you're sitting in it. But, um, yeah, if they, if they if it's four or five wins, then, you know, that's – we're starting over. Can we establish Pittman. something, Trey? Sam Pittman knows that. Yeah. Can we establish something? I, I've gotten this from a couple of friends saying, and and you alluded to it a little bit last week, and like what Sam would like to do, right? He, ideally, last week at this time we were talking about Nick Saban retiring. That was a week ago. Feels like a month ago already with all that's happened, right? And or maybe it was two weeks ago. Sorry, because the snow's got me all messed up. But anyway, the idea of you know, being able to pass it off. And I've heard several of my friends, family members be like, I think the whole plan here is to give it over to Petrino, to give the keys to Petrino. And you mentioned that last week, that that would be ideal just so that there's not big change. You know, Sam loves his guys, his coaching staff. He wants to take care of them. But it's it's got to be, these two are tied together, correct? I mean, can you yeah. see any instance where they fire Sam Pittman for going 6-6 six and six but retaining Petrino? That means it didn't work, right? Yeah, that means it didn't work, I would, I would assume. I mean, they're hitched would, at this point, correct? I mean, yeah. as, as one goes, the other goes, correct? I feel like that's accurate, yes. Yeah, I don't, I don't, know, if, I don't know that I could see a scenario where, you know, you, you fire the staff, but we want to keep the offensive coordinator, and whoever the new coach is, hey, this is your OC, you know? Right. Uh, yeah. Or, or even are you meaning head like coach. Yeah, you mean change, you, are you coach. meaning excuse me, yeah, head coach. Yes, is your OC. Um are you meaning like keeping Petrino if something happens as a head coach or are you meaning I mean yeah. maybe down the road, but I think I have heard people say, hey, you know, if if they like don't if do Pittman, well next year, they're going to fire if they'll fire Pittman and 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 it's all setting up to keep Petrino. I've heard several people say that just in in yeah, passing. And I'm like, I don't think that's going to I think they're hitched. One's got to go with the other. Happen. I 100% agree with that. I okay. would be stunned if something like that played out. Yeah, I agree. Okay, well, we'll be stunned if you're not back with us again tomorrow. Trey, yeah. thanks for your right. insight. Right, guys. Appreciate that. That's our time with Trey Biddy, Chris Kane, Rick Schaefer. We'll be back with Bart Reed and hopefully your calls right after this. Slim Chickens of Central Arkansas presents Rolling with Nolan on Drive Time Sports with Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer every Thursday at 6 on 103.7 The Buzz. It's trade-in time at Guatney Chevrolet. Kick off the new year in style and comfort with a 2024 Chevy Equinox. Yours for just $23,999 with a qualifying trade-in. Or the iconic Chevy Silverado. Snag it for under $48,000 with your trade-in. Visit GuatneyChevrolet.com or stop by and see us at 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville to learn more. We'll see you soon. Chevrolet, together let's drive. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC Terms and Conditions Supply. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's corporate cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com sports. Ramp.com sports. R-A-M-P dot com slash sports. At Eat My Catfish, fall is our favorite time of the year, and football season isn't the only thing making a comeback. Available now, our famous shrimp gumbo and Cajun boudin balls make their return to the menu. Order online at eatmycatfish.com. Eat local, eat fresh, eat my catfish. Hey, what a great show, man. It's always good to be home. Good to be home. Tomorrow, get a great, big show tomorrow, Rod. Yeah, big Joe Klein. Well, when you say big, you always think about Big Joe. You think about Big Melinda. Uh, no, not Big Melinda. Melinda Mayo, yeah, it's from Channel 7. She's big. And Caleb Battle. Talk about the big win over AM. That's a big win. The rest of my life gonna start today. Brand new day.
of those old injuries, they begin to creep up and things begin to start hurting again. I finally got to the point where I'm like, I can't just wake up and know my knee's going to be bothering me and push through this on a daily basis. Old football injuries can't keep former college and pro football player Bobby Carpenter down. So he decided to check out the all-natural regenerative pain treatments at QC Kinetics. I was fortunate enough to obviously sit down with QC and kind of understand your body still has the ability to heal in it. We just need to give it a little bit of a boost. Exactly. QC Kinetics concentrates your body's own healing agents in your painful hips, shoulders, knees, or back. Everyone can say, well, you need to replace this or replace that, but it's no surprise to see people being willing to try this first, especially when it has such great results. QC Kinetics treatments take place the same day right in the office. No downtime. Call today for your complimentary consultation and see if you're a good candidate. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Riverfront Steakhouse in North Little Rock. Dinner for two for 60 bucks. There ain't nothing cheap about this meal because you're going to get the Riverfront Solid Bar for two. That's the largest solid bar in North America. And then you're going to get that filet, 10 ounce. And I'm talking about prime cut uh, filet, 10 ounce plus four of the double F fried shrimp. Count the size of your hand. Then pick out two sides, whether it's tabachi fried rice with chicken, baked potato, onion rings, mashed potatoes, supreme, spinach supreme, french fries, zucchini, or wild mushrooms. All that, folks, two for $60. Make your reservation now, Riverfront Steakhouse in North Little Rock, Wyndham Hotel, 3719000. Tell them, tell them, tell Shapur I sent you. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios, you feed your crave for sports by listening to Drive Time Sports. Much like you feed your crave at any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. I'm Sports. Hope you're having an absolutely wonderful Wednesday. It's the middle of the week, and we just hit the middle of the show, so I guess this is the middle of everything. And Chris Kane's in the middle of this. I'm Rick Schaefer, and I think we have our next guest. It's time for the Basketball Insider in Arkansas. It's pure sweats, skills, and trainings. Bart Reed, made possible by Martin Orthopedics. With locations in Little Rock, North Little Rock, Cabot, and Hot Springs Village. Staffed with fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeons and sports medicine specialists. For more information on the web, go to martinortho.care. Now, here's Bart. Well, Bart, you have a new role in life. You want to tell us about that? If we have him. We had his intro. He usually sounds good when we get him. Damon? I don't know where he is. What? He's not on the board. He's, uh, he's not here. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, if he does, if he does, call in just, uh. We'll put him on. Studio chat. Just let me know that he's on. So that's right. You know, I thought uh, Chris Trey brought up an interesting point when we talked about um, Pinion and Blocker not playing last night. That maybe after they did play so much, it might have stimulated some of the veteran guys to think, you know what? If I don't do better, I'm not going to play anymore. These two guys will play instead. Do you think that might have had some validity? Possibly. You know, Muss has always been. just kind of a, you know, he goes against the grain when it comes to subs and 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 he and I I do think a lot of times he'll be very transparent. He'll be as transparent as he as he as he wants to be about why he plays certain guys. And you know, after a game, you can ask him. But I, I think that seeing what they did last game, it is interesting. Even it was a blowout, but they, you know, in the minutes they played, which were more abundant than most of the games they played this season. They played fairly well. Now it was against a Florida team that was at that point kind of just, yeah, cruising you know, cruising. Way. Yeah, they had some of their guys in that that weren't starting. So, um, but I think you hit it earlier, Rick. I think that it was working. The, the the rotation that he had in was working, and I think he was after three straight blowouts in SEC play. <laughs> That's right. You just kind of get. I think it's natural to think nobody move. <laughs> in a, in a way, you know, and it, it's kind of like. 
I think you get in this this zone where it's if it's work, don't, nobody mess it up. Don't don't try to tinker with it. Don't do too much. It's like that scene in Forgetting Sarah Marshall where he's on the beach. He's like, do less. Just do less. Don't don't try. Don't overthink this. And when it started to dwindle away, you saw. I mean, there was a couple moments where he he took some guys in. You know, put Davenport in, and he had a couple threes. But once he missed one, he's like, all right, he's back out. You know, it, it did yeah. feel like he was worried about it getting away once they started losing the lead in the second half. So, I mean, what do you think? I'm guessing he'll start well. I, I, my first thought was, again, when, this, when it was slipping away in the second half, that may be when you put him in because that's what happened at Florida. They put him in when things were going bad, and, and both of them responded very well, Pinion and Blocker. But nonetheless, when you win, uh, I don't think you can uh, really ask as many questions had Mark not hit that last shot, then, um, man, I, I don't know where they would be. But nonetheless, and it's interesting also that Trey pointed out that, uh, that you know, Buzz Williams has gotten a little criticism because they didn't um, try and stop Mark. The guy that was his defender did bump him on the way up on that shot. He bumped him, and uh, and then Mark elevated over him and made the shot. I mean, the guy wasn't going to foul him. But there was some a little bit of contact. Uh, not that they were going to call a foul at that point. I don't. I don't think for all the fouls they were called, I don't think they were going to call that one. That's a moment that's so hard to get one, no matter what. Even in a game, you're right, where they called that many, and you know, there's that many instances of free throws. Even at the end, I wasn't expecting a foul to be called. It's just it's one of those moments where you always feel like they swallow the whistle, unless it's the most egregious. And even then, you have to be in control, right? And I think Mark was in such control of his body, even with that little brush of contact, that and he obviously made the shot, so it all worked out. But he was just in such control and brushed it off so effortlessly when he elevated over him that they weren't going to call anything. No, not at that point. Okay, we talked yesterday a little bit about, and Monday, about streaming of NFL games. This is... uh, uh, an interesting story that's just out today, and I don't know that it's getting much publicity. We talk about it some on the air, and maybe some people are bored with it. I don't know. But as you know, Diamond Sports, which owns all the Bally products, has filed for bankruptcy. Today it was announced that Amazon is going to bail them out and buy part of Bally Sports, uh, or buy part of Diamond Sports. And what they've done is they have guaranteed... There are 11, let's say there's 12 major league teams, I think, that have Bally Sports. Nine of them have been guaranteed full payment for 2024. Three, they want to reduce the payment, one of which appears to be the Texas Rangers who just won the World Series. <laughs> but uh, for those of us who watch baseball a lot, that's encouraging a little bit. And it was interesting that the Cardinals have been uh, worried about payroll, and they're a Bally Sports team. And um, their owner had a uh, press conference, I think Monday, and said, we're going to get our full payment for baseball from regional TV, and we've got it. that gives us at least a year to look at what the future may hold, so they're not going to hold back on spending in baseball. But, it, but in light of what the NFL did by putting a game on Peacock, you just wonder again what it's going to look like for the average sports fan in the future if you're going to have to pay for different services uh, in order to get the games that you want. So I don't know what all this means other than if you're a Cardinal fan or a Royal fan or a Ranger fan, you're going to be able to watch your team play uh, throughout the season. Now, I don't know what it means for the Padres and the Diamondbacks because the Bally deal collapsed with them last year and MLB went in and did the remainder of the game, so I don't know what it means for them. You're kind of the TV expert. What do you think of all of this? <laughs> I, I'm surprised the MLB didn't do anything. I'm surprised Major League Baseball, and I know Bally Sports encompasses much more than MLB, but yeah. Yeah. it does, you know, baseball regionally does so well in ratings. Regionally, not nationally. But right. regionally, there's there's a market there. And you look at what the other sports leagues have done, in trying to, you know, they of course they have their TV contracts with the networks and, and and with some of the cable networks, and now they're doing it with some streaming services too. But they're trying to elevate their own platforms. NFL, of course, taking a big lead in that. Um, but it just feels like with baseball being so popular on the regional scale, 
and having having the numbers to back up an investment like that. I was kind of surprised that Major League Baseball didn't try to have more of a stake in something like this. As and they, and they may, and they may. I, You're right. I, I don't know that this is. I don't know if the FCC has to approve this. I don't know where it goes from there. But Amazon and Diamond are in agreement. That's all I know. And it didn't say how many billions or millions of dollars are involved here, but it's got to be significant. And for Amazon, which obviously shows the Thursday night football, they want more sports. They want as much sports. Because, let's face it, the most avid TV, I don't know, maybe there are TV watchers that watch all the show primetime shows on the networks anymore. I, I couldn't tell you what any of them are. I, I don't even know. When I was... 12 years old, I could have told you from 7 o'clock to 10 what was on every network every night, but there were only three networks. And I watched a lot of those shows, but now I couldn't tell you what any of them are. But live sports is the one thing that um, people will pay for. And I don't know if if you cut cable, you're still trying to figure out if you're a sports fan how to get live sports. So we still don't know where all this is eventually going to end. It's the last vestige of appointment television. We talked about this before. We're live sports out of everything, right? I'll give you an example. Okay, True Detective on Max. It had a, a just a spectacular first season. Matthew McConaughey, Woody Harrelson. This is a decade ago this show first aired on HBO. Now it's Max, you know, because everything's consolidating the streaming world. But, <laughs> right. but it had this spectacular viewing. I mean, um, uh, The Walking Dead used to get like 17 million viewers weekly. You know, it was appointment television, Game of Thrones. Now, Lost used to be that, you know, on ABC Network. Now, like, True Detective just had their new season with, you know, Jodie Foster, Academy Award winner, two-time winner. And they got two million viewers in their first week of streaming, and they're counting that as, like, a big win in this day and age. Just to show you, but live, live sports, on the other hand, and a lot of it is because, let's be, let's be real, a lot of it's because of, of, of gambling. Gambling has elevated that uh, that the level of interest and having action and stakes in some of these games. And when the money's involved, you're going to increase viewership. That's why viewers are, are also watching longer now than they used to in some of these games because of betting and live betting, in-game betting. It's all changed and it's it's become this appointment television that people will still go to while others say Oh, what's out? Oh, what show did you just watch? And there's so much, Rick, as you mentioned. I mean, it's just a, it's a, an, an embarrassment of riches for these streaming networks to have the kind of content that they have all in one place. And now, someone has a new show. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll get to it later. But, oh, there's a game on tonight? All right, I'm going to watch. Because it's live. It's live. It's That's happening right. now. Watch shows later. Yeah, oh, it's streaming? Yeah, okay, cool. I can watch the whole season in one day if I wanted to. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll get to that down the road. Thanks for the suggestion. But live sport. Oh, the game's on. What time tonight? 8 o'clock? Uh, kind of late. Okay, I'll stay up. Yeah. So that, That's to right. me, is, is why I'm surprised that the leagues like the MLB don't get more involved in some of these opportunities of acquisition where, hey, look, Diamond Sports and Bally and, and, and what they're going through, I mean, the bankruptcy and the financial issues, you kind of feel like you could go through and get a, you know, get a ransom. Oh, you guys selling for pennies on the dollar? Yeah, we'll take some of that. I think MLB would eventually like to do that, and that's why when I read this story about Amazon, I was a little bit surprised, and MLB hasn't given its approval yet. Now, they may, because especially for 2024, how else would these teams get their full TV revenue? Uh, but now, if it's a long-term deal, then they've got to look at it because that's saying Amazon wants to step in, and some of those games may not be on Bally Sports Live. They might be on Amazon, where you have to subscribe to Amazon to get it. Right, but but Bally, you have to pay for it too. So there is, I mean, there not, is not in your local. Say if you if you have a TV you package, you yeah, you, you technically you pay for right. it. You know, exactly it's just right. part of a bigger package. Nothing's free. That's it. Sure. That's it. They're going to make it some way. I mean, <laughs> you're either going to pay for it independently, like isolated a la carte and streaming, or you're going to pay for it as part of a bundle, right, with a direct TV or something. Wow. Again, when we grew up, all we needed was an antenna. Was oh, the, those were the days. Shows how, shows how old we Give are. me a okay. knob on the TV. And I'm speaking for myself. Okay. <laughs> we got another segment with Chris Kane. We're happy to take your calls when Stay we Stay up back. to date with the latest Razorback news with the Red White Report every weekday with Justin and Wes on The Zone. Brought to you by Big O Tires with locations in Cabot and Conway. 
The Bucks are back. At the 34th Annual Reliance Bank Arkansas Big Buck Classic presented by Oaklawn, January 26th through 28th at the State Fairgrounds. You could win a lifetime hunting license, a Browning A-Bolt rifle, or a $1,000 gift card from Hunter's Refuge. The Taka Hunting Gear Game and Fish Foundation Free Kid Zone, including a trout pond, hoverball, buana gym, and more. Hunters, bring your antlers for your chance to win a Tracker Off-Road 800SX from Bradford Marine and ATV. Rattlesnakes, chainsaw carving, birds of prey, monster trucks, and the Oaklawn Big Buck Chili Cook-Off. The Reliance Bank Arkansas Big Buck Classic presented by Oaklawn. Tree stands, clothing, RVs, ATVs, UTVs, ammo, and more. Hundreds of vendors with huge discounts. It's a Hall of Fame event and an Arkansas tradition. January 26th through 28th at the State Fairgrounds. Sponsored by Reliance Bank, Oaklawn Hot Springs, Arkansas, Bradford Marine and ATV, Tracker Off-Road, Hunter's Refuge, Remington, Taka Hunting Gear, Outlaw Beer, and 103.7 The Buzz. Visit BigBuckClassic.com and Facebook for more info. When you do something for over 45 years, you get really good at it. Like Dave here. He's been playing dominoes for over 45 years. With a flick of a forefinger, he can make a row of dominoes pop popcorn. Send an email. And run the pool table. Well played, Dave. We're a lot like Dave playing dominoes, except we do it with insurance. Williamson Insurance, protecting your business and your family for over 45 years. Some people are born for more, more fun, more freedom, more excitement. Some people are born and see the future before it's here. They see the GV70 for its sleek design and unmatched handling and performance. They see the G90 for its space, luxury, smooth ride, and unsurpassed technology. What were you born for? The all-new Genesis of Conway. Now open at 1075 Collier Drive in Conway. The future of luxury today. Impressive, powerful, aerodynamic, thrilling, and unforgettable. All words to describe Saracen's January giveaway vehicle, Nissan's exciting 400Z. Play at Saracen all this month for your chance to win an incredible Z car from Welch Nissan. Winning is as easy as simply playing Saracen's games. Take the short 40-minute ride down to Saracen Casino Resort. It's Little Rock's closest place to play, and it's the only place in Arkansas to win a fabulous Z car. Saracen Casino Resort. Gambling problem? Call 800-522-4700. Join the zone each Monday for Game Balls and Jockstraps. Brought to you by A-Caddy's Touch Landscaping. Find out who made the best, average, and worst headlines in sports and entertainment each Monday as Justin Acre and Wes Moore give you their Game Balls and Jockstraps on the zone from 10 to 1. It's all brought to you by A-Caddy's Touch Landscaping. 501-794-2770. Call today to get your landscape updated to a whole new level and be listening for Game Balls and Jockstraps only on 103.7 The Buzz. Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. Often imitated, but never duplicated. This is Drive Time Sports with Randy Rainwater on the Buzz Radio Network. Randy's out today. Chris Kane, Rick Schaefer with you, and one more segment with Chris, and then Nolan Richardson will join us at uh, 605. I want to remind you, our number is 501-661-1037, and Coach Richardson loves phone calls. So I uh, hope some of you all are out there listening. I hope you're enjoying the conversation, But uh, we, and certainly I can converse with Nolan for an hour. But For more than that, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, an hour is kind of limiting, but it's... It's 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 good. We don't want to keep coach too long. I understand. Right. Yeah. But I'm not going to ask him this question. Uh, this is uh, on our Gangster National Museum live fan feedback from Mitch. Rick, I bet you a bag of hot peanuts. Uh, I like peanuts, but not the hot ones. That Coach Nolan would have kept Davenport in the game. Talking about when he missed the shot. I'm not going to ask Coach that. But Coach's philosophy is if he's got a shooter in there, then he leaves him in. And I can remember a game at uh, Tennessee where Arkansas was sluggish, struggling. This is back when uh, Scotty and, and Corliss were playing. And Scotty Thurman scored seven points in the game. And and, you're, and, and Scott, I, I don't know if Scotty Thurman ever scored single digits in a game other than that. <laughs> but you know what he did? He hit a three with a few seconds to go to win the game. Arkansas was behind by a point. He hit a three. They won by two. He, he was having one of the worst nights of his life, but he hit a three to win the game. So, um, yeah, if you've got a guy that you count on that much, 
then yes, you want him in there, which also speaks to the fact that you know Musk has these guys that he likes to play, and so he does leave them in there. You know, Mark played 40 minutes last night. He never came out of the game. Yeah, he played 40 minutes. Yeah, why wouldn't he? <laughs> At that point, yeah, you don't want to. Don't dis- as we just talked about with Musk and his rotation. It's like don't mess this up. He's got the hot hand. Just leave him in. Let him play. And he's getting plenty of rest because he's going to the free throw line so often. So it's one thing. It's like, well, you don't want to overplay him. Well, the pace was so slow, you didn't feel like they were running up and down all game. Everybody was getting rest because of the free throw line. That's why Taylor played 38 and a half minutes on the other side because it was like everybody was was getting to take those, you know, 30, 30 seconds, what, What's the average length of free throw time? You know, start to finish, about thirty seconds, something like that, well, for each. They, from the time they whistle the foul, yeah, till the time the ball either goes through the hoop or somebody rebounds, yeah. and then and subs. If you get two shots, it's that much longer. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they got they got plenty of, you know, short breaks last night in between. No no point in taking him out for a rest if he's getting uh, kind of, you know, an organic rest in the game where he doesn't have to come out. Hey, just yeah, sit there and on the free throw line, you're going to be fine. Okay, Chris, I don't know if you're an NFL fan, but uh, there's four games this weekend, and if you're a Dallas fan, your team's out. Uh, but if you look at Houston and Baltimore, Green Bay at San Francisco, uh, we look at uh, the game with the Detroit playing at home, and Buffalo and Kansas City is Tampa Bay at Detroit. Tampa at Detroit, yes. Do you have, do you have a favorite game there? I want to see C.J. Stroud. And Lamar Jackson. I t- I think this is the best quarterback matchup of the weekend. I think Lamar Jackson should be the MVP this year. He's played yeah, outstanding. He should. He should. Yeah. Uh, but C.J. Stroud is is coming, folks. This kid has been incredible. He has yeah. defied rookie expectations. He set a mark so high this year, Rick. I'm afraid other rookies in the future aren't going to get fair looks because well, he's not C.J. Stroud. We need to find our next C.J. Stroud and. Uh. And that's unfair. That's just that, that is that is not a benchmark that you can just get accustomed to finding. And I can't wait to watch that game, Rick. I know it's going to be cold. It's outdoors, so it'd be more fun in a dome watching those two go at each other without any of the elements. That. Well, Baltimore Baltimore's not as frigid as Buffalo or what. Of course, Kansas City shouldn't be, but there was. 27 below windshield last week. Yeah, those there were some ridiculous games last week, yeah. which are fun in their own right, you know. Um, I love the Buffaloes hosting Kansas City. I think that quarterback matchup is spectacular. I don't know what the... 20 degrees. Oh, it's supposed to be 20 degrees. That'll be a heat wave for those. That's right. No, they'll be in shorts and a t-shirt. They already were shirtless when it was zero degrees up there. <laughs> uh, Baltimore, by the way, is going to be 27 degrees. So Okay. Well, that is cold. But yeah. partly cloudy, so it's not going to be too bad. It's just going to be cold. Um... I, I will tell you the other one that I find interesting, just the the coaching matchup, right? When you when you look at Green Bay and San Francisco, you get Matt LaFleur, yeah. who who's a you know, Kyle Shanahan guy, and so yeah. those guys going I love the chess match between any of the Kyle Shanahan coaching tree guys. It's just it's fun because they're so innovative and they know each other so well and they're just try it's like playing against your friend in the backyard all the time. You know what moves he's gonna do. You know, you know all of his moves. It's just trying to figure out which ones he's going to do at certain times. That's fun. I think that's going to be exciting. What about you? Green Bay got about two percent credit for beating Dallas. Dallas got ninety-eight percent credit for losing. You know that that's that's one thing you kind of hate because uh, in athletics, people forget there are two sides sometimes. And it was interesting about all the comments after the game was, "We never expected this." Uh, we thought this was the team that was going to do it, all those kind of things. What they expected was to go out there and win because they were better and, and they didn't have to put the same effort into it. And they were at home. Yeah. They thought, yeah. oh, it's at home, I it's automatic. Yeah, we're yeah. a 39-point-per-game team at home. Yeah. yeah, and and so, okay, so you can blame Dallas and say, yeah, uh, and Dak threw two interceptions that cost him two touchdowns. Uh, I get that, but... Does Green Bay get no credit for playing absolutely superb? I mean, they took that game to them from the outset. They Do should they get, get no it. credit for that. They should. That they're not. You know, I think that the expectations for Green Bay were so low. Not just in that yeah. game, but they're low this weekend as well. Oh, I'm sure. I don't. Even, I should have asked Neil. I guess I'll ask him tomorrow. Or yeah, what that one? Yeah, what yeah. The spread is because I'll bet. I'll bet it's double digits. Yeah. No. I mean, absolutely. 
it, San Francisco, I you know Baltimore, San Francisco, those are two, the two favorites, I believe, right now in the yeah. Super Bowl. So you know, and especially at home. But I think Green Bay should get a lot more credit. I think Jordan Love should get a lot more credit. I think oh not gosh. only in that game, but this season, I think he's improved, and that's yeah. what you want to see from a guy like that, right? It's okay if he comes in strong and then regresses, then you start going, okay, it was just you know maybe it was guys that haven't quite figured him out yet. But when you see him improve, Rick, when they get more tape on him. Right, and that's what I always talk about. Right, with quarterbacks, once they get more tape, they they take away the things you like. Well, they started trying to take away the things he liked, and he just he keeps making plays and tough throws. You know, I think that's to me the most impressive part about him. I think he has a great coach as a play caller. By the way, San Francisco nine and a half point favorites, or just under nine and a half, not quite half. double digits. Not yeah, quite. well, yeah. it, it makes him not miss. You know, you think about Aaron Rodgers as good as he was. He goes to New York and he's going to save the city, and he gets hurt in their first three plays. Game, three plays. Played. Yep. Yeah, and so the Packers look like geniuses now for having love at quarterback and saying, okay, Aaron, you want to leave, it's it's okay. They keep getting away with it, Rick. How do they keep getting away with it? <laughs> they did the same thing with Favre that they did with Rodgers, and now they're going to do the same. Now, now look, I don't... I, it, I find it incredibly difficult to believe Aaron Rodgers, in terms of talent level, was at another level. Jordan Love can still be a very good NFL quarterback, but... It's also a combination of he's got a great coach, or I think a really good coach. I really do. He's also got some really good young receivers. They're young. They've got a really good young nucleus of players there. Um, But the expectation for him being so high, the expectations because of what Rodgers did, he doesn't have to – I don't think he has to meet that bar. It's it's like the coach going in to Alabama. Right, right. But, I mean, hey, in this year he's already – he already outplayed Rodgers in Rodgers' first year at starter. Rodgers' first year, they went 6-10. and 10. He's This guy loves in the playoffs, and they're moving to the second round. In fact, Green Bay has more wins in the playoffs at AT&T Stadium yeah, than Dallas. 3-2. Yeah, and two. A, So a stunning number. It is. So I think that they sh- you're right. They should get more credit. Now, they're probably going to get blown out this weekend, and everyone's going to go, oh, that's a nice story. Good. Green Bay still has a quarterback. But... Um, as far as games this weekend, I, I I love that you know the fact that the Packers. I hate it for Dallas fans because I really did want to see Dallas move on. I mean, I'm not a Dallas fan. I just think I think they had a fun team to watch, yeah. and, and it would have been fun to see them move on. But I'm telling you, this C.J. Stroud, this is the kid to watch. This, yep. oh yeah, I think him and Lamar in terms of quarterback matchup, it's hard to believe in a weekend we get Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. That I'm saying, nope. Give me Lamar and C.J. Stroud. That's the one I want to watch. But they're that's, both good. They're incredible. And the other thing is, it's really, and there is no comparison. There is no comparison between Tom Brady and Baker Mayfield. There is no comparison. But Brady's last team wasn't as good as this team. And uh, here's Baker Mayfield looking like he's having the time of his life playing for Tampa Bay. And so. Don't count them out yet either. I do want the Lions to move on. I, I like the Baker yeah. story. That's great. But, man, Dan Campbell and what that yeah. city's gone through. Yeah. If, if I, as, a, as a fan with a team that's not in the playoffs, give me the Lions. I want them to uh, – I'm a Lions I'm a lion supporter until, until they're out. Okay. All right, Chris. Well, thanks for a good two hours. Thanks, buddy. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll see you next Wednesday. We'll be back on the other side of the break with Coach Nolan Richardson on Drive Time Sports. It's trade-in time at Guatney Chevrolet. Kick off the new year in style and comfort with the 2024 Chevy Equinox. Yours for just $23,999 with a qualifying trade-in. Or the iconic Chevy Silverado. Snag it for under $48,000 with your trade-in. Visit GuatneyChevrolet.com or stop by and see us at 1301 TPY.